Hallelujah. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Rocky Top Times, where we talk about all things Tennessee Falls. My name is Sean. My name's Chase. Chase, less than a week away. Are you going to the game? Yeah, buddy. I believe I'm going to be going. Um, it'd be nice to see the ball walk again and then uh, you know, run through the tee, all that coming back. So, of course, it'll be hype on the whole coaching staff, all the new players, first time, you know, really getting involved with all of that. So, I mean, that's the fun part of being being part of the uh, the University of Tennessee. I'm excited for all of it, even the yeah. heartbreaking losses. I never thought I would miss those, <laughs> but man, I, I'm just excited about it, especially with you know that Delta variant going out there. I thought they were going to have to shut down everything again, but I'm just yeah. I'm just so happy that we're still going to be having it and having you know a lot of capacity there too, not like that 20 percent crap you know last yeah. season. So <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping yeah. the crowd. I'm hoping they have you know a decent amount of people there. It's kind of a I don't remember the last time that we actually played on a Thursday night, um, so I don't really know how the crowd's going to shake up, especially with you know all the COVID stuff going around too. And we got those fancy lights, so fancy lights. Those I'm going to be pretty di- cool. I'm going to be disappointed if they don't talk about it as much as they did when Georgia played. I mean that and Bama, yeah, <laughs> yeah and Bama, yeah, of course. But it, watch, it'll be Tennessee's luck where like all the light, the power goes out or something. Or, yeah. They're not going to be able to withstand it or whatever the case would be. But They also got the, the fireworks thing going. Did you see that? No, they can no. Now shoot, yeah, they can do fireworks and all that kind of stuff. Like after touchdowns, they said they'd shoot off fireworks, and they can do um, like fireworks shows and things like that. Oh, man, anything to attract recruits. That's pretty cool. Yeah, should be pretty cool. I'm excited to just watch the game and watch some football and and watch a new Tennessee team. I'm just ready for a refresher of a team, of a program, of a coach, yeah. all of it. So uh, I'm anxious a little bit too. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. But this season I've made it a goal. You know, it's been an anxious couple of years really because of COVID and sickness and all the craziness going on in the world. But yeah. I just want to enjoy some football. I'm just going to have to take a deep breath on those heartbreaking plays and <laughs> just get over it. But, yeah, I'm excited, man. I know the fans are excited. Vol Twitter is blowing up. Um, <laughs> yeah, all my friends. Oh, yeah, I know. Shocker, right? Everybody on Facebook's getting excited about it. So we got a good episode for you guys, too. We're going to give we're gonna give a breakdown of Bowling Green. Yes, I said that right. <laughs> we're going to give a book. We're <laughs> desperate. Much, I'm going to promise you that. We're, we're desperate here. We want to talk about anything Tennessee Vols. So we're going to give a short breakdown of Bowling Green, and then we're going to give our predictions, you know, position groups, and who we think is going to have the most whatever. But, yeah, we're excited, man. Uh, did you watch – speaking of college football – it officially started. It was cool to see Corso Saturday, back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, for real. College game day. Yeah, he was getting emotional. I was getting a little emotional watching like the Bobby Bowden tribute and then Corso yeah, tearing yeah. up. Man, it was it was a crazy time, but it's cool to see all those guys back together. And you know, what do you think of game day coming back? Dude, it's awesome. Yeah, it's better now that you know they can they can have the the crowds there. They're not stuck inside the stadiums, and I mean it's just good to hear football back on on the TV and. Um, you know, them breaking down. You know, they always have to throw in that little Tennessee joke in there. Oh, yeah. Um, like they did this past time. So, um, yeah, anything with football that it, that's back, I, you know, I'm, I'm always down for that. So, uh, definitely good to have Corso back. You know, last year he was stuck in his house during the COVID issues and uh, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, dude's got to be, what, almost 90 by now? He's he's up there, man. He's you can old. tell you can tell he's struggling too. And yeah. sh- shout out to Herb Street, dude. You know that dude. He's always <laughs> helping him. I'm I mean yeah. like even off the set, you can tell he's just always helping him out. So yeah. 
He's such a good. I love Kirk Herbstreit, man. He's like my favorite. He's good. So he's really good. He's not biased. I don't think he's ever said anything that favorite Ohio State, other than like predicting a win, which you know he has yeah. to. But yeah, yeah. He, he's never said like biased stuff like that. Unlike yeah. David Pollock, who picked Georgia to win the Natty, but <laughs> that's that's neither here nor there. But yeah, <laughs> did you catch the uh, big game? Really, the only big game because uh, it was a Big Ten game. So. Uh, yeah. Nebraska and Illinois. What'd you think of that? Well, I mean, going into the game, you know, last year everybody was so hyped on Nebraska for some reason. Obviously, it's just because of Scott Frost, but, um, you know, he's not paying out. I mean, the former Blue Blood, just like us back in the day, you know, the 80s, 90s, however long the reign was. But, mm-hmm. you know, that Nebraska job is not what it once used to be. Um, it's kind of like the Tennessee job, but, you know, I think that there's more – um, more people thinking that, t- that Tennessee is a better job just because it's in the South. You know, you got the SEC, you got better recruiting grounds, uh, facilities. I'm sure Nebraska has some good facilities, but um, Tennessee's up there in the top, you know, ten or so in facilities. But yeah, it's tough to see what's going on up there. I, it's it's one of those programs where you just you don't know if they can actually bring it back to to what it once was. I, I honestly don't think that they can. Um, I think it's going to be very, very difficult, especially with Scott Frost coming coming back, you know, about, I guess, his fourth year. Mm-hmm. Only won 12 games. I think he's like 12 and 21 now. Um, I, I thought that he could kind of bring him back. I didn't know if they'd ever return back to the glory that once was. But, um, but yeah, it's not looking good for them as they start out. I wouldn't want against, you know, a pretty bad Illinois team, to be honest. When he got hired there, there was so much hype about him being the oh, next yeah. Urban Meyer and all this. And yeah. That has not been the case. And you make a good yeah. point. Yeah, they have great facilities, but what good are facilities are when they're in freaking Lincoln, Nebraska. I mean, Yeah, nobody wants to go there, yeah. No, no one cares about corn. So uh, <laughs> it's just it's going to be rough for Nebraska to ever turn this thing around. And Yeah. You know, I, I hey Nebraska fans. I know you ain't listening, but we feel your pain. So, yeah. But but I mean, we have a better shot of getting turned around. And there was some article that somebody posted, and he said, you know, Texas, and I think he said Texas, Michigan, and then it said even Tennessee are going to get turned around eventually. But Nebraska is just gone forever, like you said. Yeah. So yeah, there's no hope. I I believe that 100. percent But yeah. let's take things south to. Our team, Tennessee. So let's go over, you know, our predictions as far as position groups and stuff like that. So who do you have? Of course, I think it's been rumored out there. I guess you could say leaked, but everybody's expecting Joe Milton to have the start at quarterback. Do you agree with that? Yeah, so kind of what we're wanting to do here is just kind of go through categories about who, who we think will have the most yards or passing yards for us, who will have the most rushing yards, receiving yards, most tackles on defense, obviously, and then the most interceptions. So we're just going to kind of give our prediction on, you know, our stat leaders uh, through to the end of the year. So like you said, Joe Milton has been rumored, if not almost confirmed by everybody, but Heupel to be the starter um, at quarterback. So, you know, just knowing that, I'm assuming that Milton's going to have the uh, most passing yards um, this year. Obviously, I think that they're going to try out some different quarterbacks at, on the first game, hopefully we'll be up enough points to where we can kind of get some other guys in at quarterback and see, um, see what see what the the uh, second, third string and Hooker and uh, Bailey are all about too. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Milton 
is going to get the start just like everybody else has heard. And I, I think you have to have at least two quarterbacks in this game. I, I just yeah. If you have your starter against a team like Bowling Green from start to finish, you're, you're doing something wrong. So I'm excited to see Melton and whichever quarterback is running those second reps. I don't know if it's Bailey. Yeah. I don't know if it's Hendon Hooker. Uh, you know, I, I don't know who it's going to be. So, but uh, you know, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Bailey, ha- if he's second string, if he ends up having more passing yards, just because Milton's kind of a dual threat guy. I know he can sling yeah. it and stuff like that, but Bailey, I don't think he, I don't think I've seen him run at all. You know, so he literally it's definitely not his his strength. Definitely not. Exactly. So any positive yards he's going to be getting is through the air. So he yeah. he could be up there, you know, even if he has second string, depending on how well he plays and how well we play this season. But mm-hmm. yeah, most passing yards we both have a check mark for Joe Milton. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm getting so hyped just looking at his videos on practice. So he's so I, big. I can't wait to... He's huge. He's a he monster. honestly looks just like Cam Newton. Yeah, that literally. Uh, someone on Twitter said I am next to Joe Milton at the DMV. And he is big. And then it said, like Cam Newton big. <laughs> so yeah. let's hope that you know translates to talent as well. But yeah. let's switch to running backs, man. Who do you think is, I guess we could say start too. Like who's your prediction starter and you know is that person going to lead the most rushing yards? So who do you got? Yeah, I think um, Jabari Small will be the starter going out uh, for the first play on uh, Thursday. Um but I do think, you know, Tion Evans, I think he's going to be in just as much, if not more. I think they both have opportunities mm-hmm. for not only a, quite a few rushing yards, but also uh, catching the ball at the backfield as well. So um, I, don't, I don't know if there'll be a, a huge, you know, um, gap in either one of their, their rushing attempts or anything like that. But I think Jabari Small, um, since he will be the starter, I just assume that he'll have more yards. But Honestly, I think Evans, you know, he's more of a downhill guy. He may he may be able to break more tackles, but, um, you know, Smalls is, is pretty shifty and, and can make some guys miss as well. So I think I'm just going to go Smalls here with um, with just the just assuming that he's the starter and, and uh, gets more carries. I definitely think he's going to start, and I do believe he is going to have the most rushing yards just because you touched on it briefly, but – they're just different backs with him and Tyon Evans. You know, Evans yeah. is kind of going to be like, like that. I, oh, yeah, you need that. You need that yeah. thunder and lightning. Kind of like, uh, you know, Jalen Hurd and Kamara, even though yeah. Kamara should have started. But, yeah, exactly. You, you, I think Evans is going to be that third and short guy, you know, and Small is going to be. And that's no – I'm not hitting on Small. You know, I'm not taking a shot at Small because mm-hmm. he, he's pretty dang strong too. But, you know, that that's good to have that thunder and lightning and – He's much more shifty. He's much more elusive. Get him out in the slot if you have to. But, yeah, definitely that, that third and short where you just want to man up and play football, I, I see Evans getting in there for yep. the short yards. But I, I'm rooting for both of them. I hope Evans, you know, has some breakout yards. And how awesome would it be to have just a breakout, even just a couple of breakout running backs after yep. Eric Gray just bailed on us. So that would be Yeah, I mean, we essentially lost all of our running back production uh, with with Eric Gray, Ty Chandler, and then uh, before the end of the last year, um, or before the start of last year, you know Tim Jordan was gone. So, um, so completely replacing our backs except for Smalls. Um, but I think that he's gonna. They're both gonna be, you know, pretty dang good to be honest. 
don't forget the eighth string running back left today, T. Hodge. So yeah, so <laughs> he's uh. We'll see yeah. where he ends up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna be rough. So probably a direction school if I had to guess. Yeah, probably. So what about let's look, let's go to receivers. So uh, I saw an article saying Tennessee is traditionally wide receiver. You, I think a lot of that's because Marquez Callaway has been balling out <laughs> for yeah. the Saints. But uh, who do you think is gonna have the most receiving yards this year at wide receiver? I'm going to go a little off um, script of what I think a lot of people think, but I'm going to go with the transfer coming from Mississippi State, Javante Payton. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a little bigger, and I feel like he has some some big playability. I feel like he's kind of, uh, you know, Marquez Callaway-esque, and he can kind of get open down the field and, you know, catch some big plays down the field. Um, I feel like he's going to be used more of a uh, deeper threat kind of guy. He's not as... I don't think he's as fast as like you know Hyatt, Callaway, or, or Tillman, and all those guys. But um, you know Callaway wasn't the fastest either. So mm-hmm. I think Peyton's going to have a really good year, even though if he may not play as much in the beginning, but I still think he's going to get a lot of reps. And uh, I think with Joe Milton's big arm, I think he's going to want to throw it down the field quite often. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I think this one honestly, the wide receiver room is was the was the toughest one for me because I feel like there's there's not much separation between you know our top you know seven or eight receivers, which I feel like is good. You know, just a difference in size and speed, uh, but they're all seem pretty good. Yeah, that's that's a really good prediction, and you know that's a good pick too because Peyton has SEC experience and he's yeah. got that big body, so he might be our red zone guy. You never know. Yeah, uh, I definitely took the opposite approach uh i think jalen hyatt is gonna have a breakout year uh, and you touched on it because joe milton likes to throw the bomb and when you throw the bomb you need to throw it to somebody very fast and luckily for us you know i'd say three or four receivers can at least run a four or three or quicker yeah. so i think hyatt is going to be that guy that he throws to i will say i haven't this is just going off last season. I haven't seen Hyatt make like a physical 50-50 ball. He's kind of different than that. Yeah. So if we have to rely on that a lot, you know, it might not be Hyatt. But mm-hmm. right out the gate, I'm going to say Hyatt. But watch out for Jimmy Callaway. Um, yeah. you know, really both Jimmys. Jimmy Holiday if he gets in there more. But Jimmy Callaway has had a great, you know, off season. He's had great videos. I know it's practice people, but he's looking really good and very yeah. fast. So watch out for Jimmy Calloway in the open space. And I also put Cedric Tillman. I know he's been on the team for about 12 years and hasn't really done much. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think this is his year where he's mentally – he's just ready, you know. I, you hear it in his press conferences. And, you know, you, if you follow him on Twitter or social media, he, he is just ready to prove something. And he's made a couple good catches, you know, in the spring. And I think the spring game he might have had a decent catch. But he had a diving catch in the end zone at one mm-hmm. point. But I, I think mentally he is probably the most ready to break out. But Callaway and Hyatt, watch out for those two. I, I think. Yeah. And I mean that this is a good problem to have. You know, Chase and I went back and forth on this. Pretty much any receiver with the ones and twos has the potential to, yeah. you know, just go off this season. Especially with Joe Milton throwing bombs to anybody all over the field. Yeah, I'm hoping Keaton, uh, Ramel Keaton, kind of gets in the back in there. I know he was kind of been left off um, a lot of people's radars just because he kind of sounded like he just kind of quit on the team last year at the end of the year. So, mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, hopefully he can step in there because I know he has a lot of talent. If he kind of steps up and he can be, you know, a, a good receiver, then, I mean, he's he's got all the potential in the world to, to step up there and have some really good yards. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited about our wide receiver room. I think a lot of them have a lot of potential to, to really step up and, um, you know, really move the ball down the field. I'm really glad you brought up Keaton. I love Ramel Keaton. I was actually upset with some of our fan base when they were hating on him. You know, I know it's frustrating when you drop a ball at a when you're a college wide receiver, but to me, his he looked more mentally, you know, unfocused. You know, I don't think it was ever anything with skill. He just looked just something mentally. I don't know if something was going on, like in his personal life, but. I'm just going off literally just what my opinion from what I saw. But, mm-hmm. you know, his freshman year, I think it was his freshman year, he caught that bomb, you know, at the at the uh, bowl game against Indiana. That's really one of the few plays he's had. Yeah. And that's the player that we recruited. And, you know, he, I hope he has a breakout year too. You know, I never want someone to start over him. You know, I want them to compete and it be really close. So uh, I would love to have Ramel Keaton have a breakout season too. That would be awesome. So let's switch to defense. Well, I guess it could be offense too if you're really bad, but I hope not. (laughs) But who do you think is going to have the most tackles on the team? I think me and you both are in in agreement on this one. Jawan Mitchell coming from Texas. um, You know, he had a really good year last year. I think he had almost, you know, 60 or so tackles. Um coming out of Texas last year who has, you know, some really good offenses in the big 12. And, um, he really just knows how to I mean, honestly just fill, fill the gaps and, and, you know, get some tackles. So I don't think that this one, I think that this one could be, um, out of any of ours besides Milton, I think, you know, Juwan Mitchell, I feel, I feel pretty good about this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, any of our linebackers I think are going to be okay, but I think Mitchell with all his experience and, um, I mean, really just experience in the Big 12 and, and then coming over here, I think he's going to have some success. Yeah, um, like you said, we both agree on Mitchell. And do you remember, in my opinion, I think the most underrated linebacker at Tennessee in recent recent memory was Jalen Reeves-Maven. And, yeah. and what made him a great linebacker were his football IQ and just his instincts. He knew yeah. where it was going before they did and he was there all the time and I've heard the same thing about Jawan Mitchell I've heard his instincts are incredible and his football IQ is incredible so that I mean yes you want talent you want muscle but when you're a middle linebacker in the SEC you gotta have good instincts so I'm hoping he just goes off this year and it would be so satisfying because we lost Henry T which was arguably you know our best player yeah. So, you know, it would be so nice to just have him come in, fill it in, and even do better than Henry T. I know he struggled a lot last year, but I definitely think Mitchell's the guy to just go off on defense. And also, watch out for, uh, is it Roman Harrison? He posted, yeah. a, he posted a picture the other day. Oh, my God. He looked like a <laughs> – I don't know. It didn't even look real. He just looked ridiculous. Let's just say he's been in the weight room, yeah. you know, 25 hours a day. My God, he was just <laughs> – he looked insane. So if he plays up to, you know, that standard, he might, he definitely might have the most tackles too. I don't even know if he's running with the ones, but he sure he's is not. working. He sure is working out like it, though. I mean, yeah. my gosh. So I think one, we, one category I forgot to put in here was um, who who we think may have the most sacks. 
Mm. Can you think of one right offhand who you'd think? I have one in mind. Most sex. Um, man, I've I'll been hearing. Mind uh, so you can think. I'll, I've been hearing things about. Um, By, was it Byron Young? Yeah, that's what I, I was going to say. I've been hearing good things about Byron Young. Uh, yeah, Tyler Barron. Uh, that was the other guy I was thinking of. Robert I'm going to say. I'll say Tyler Barron just to be different. Um, yeah. Have we heard anything from the defensive tackle from Kansas? Is it Terry or Perry? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's supposed to be – it sounds like our, our defensive line, it doesn't really sound like anybody's really separated themselves, but they've okay. all been playing really well. Good. Uh, but it sounds like we're going to have a pretty good rotation in there. You know, Aubrey Solomon was the, was the guy that we thought that was going to be, you know, the next kind of big thing that was coming out of Mem- – or not Memphis, but uh, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like he's like third team now with all the other guys that are kind of stepping up. You got that Tremblay guy that's coming from USC. Sounds like he's actually doing pretty well. You got, I think it's Dejon Terry. Is that yeah. right? Out of Kansas, yeah, Kansas that's, guy. That's the guy I was yeah. talking about. Yeah. And then you got Matthew Butler, um, uh, Wattrell Bumpus, um, who were all pretty good. Um, is Garland still like there? Karat Garland, is he still there? Yeah, I think he's linebacker, though, isn't he? Oh, okay. You might okay. be right. I feel like there's so many yeah. people that switch in between now. Pruitt got me all yeah. messed up with my defensive hybrids. And then you have Elijah Simmons, the huge dude. Dude. Uh, but I think he's kind of running <laughs> second, third team. Um, but, I mean, I think we have some good depth there, honestly. Elijah uh, Simmons might be the scariest player on our team. <laughs> like, that dude just looks mean. Six foot, 320 pounds, can still dunk. Yeah. that's. I'm so jealous of that talent. Yeah. But, yeah. All right, well. The other category we have, most interceptions. Uh, so who you got for most interceptions? I got Burrell, man. Warren Burrell. Uh, this was a really tough one just because, one, Bryce Thompson's gone. And yep. you could make the argument for Elante Taylor, but, you know, interceptions aren't really his thing, you know. Uh, and it's weird because, you know, he used to be a wide receiver and, you know, yeah. <laughs> out of high school he was a highly recruited wide receiver, but – you would think, you know, he would have more interceptions. And maybe Willie Martinez can turn it around for him. You know, look what he did with Cam Sutton. But I got Burrell just to be different. You know, he just – Burrell kind of just looks like he can scrap in the middle of like a 50-50 yeah. ball and try and get it taken away. So this one was tough just because our cornerbacks were so bad last year. Like, yeah. like I think no one had more <laughs> than two interceptions. Like maybe Bryce Thompson, but he's gone now. I think Bryce Thompson was the only one. Yeah, he might, and it might have been like three. It wasn't anything. Yeah. It wasn't no Eric Berry stats or anything. So. Oh no. Yeah, but I, I got Burrell in there. Who do you got, man? Yeah, so this year I'm gonna go. I feel like I'm pretty excited about our safeties and Jalen McCullough and Trayvon Flowers. I think they mm-hmm. have a lot of natural talent back there if they can kind of pick up on the scheme and they can really. Um, work well together. I think I'm going to go with Trayvon Flowers. I know he only has like one interception in his two years uh, so far, but um, yeah, for some reason, I just feel like I'm really high on him for some reason. Um, I know he has good tackling ability. He has good, a lot of times he, I mean, he's a pretty good safety. So um, hopefully if he can really step it up and, and kind of provide some protection on the back end, um, we can kind of stop some people from scoring so many points and hopefully you can get some interceptions. Yeah, I love Jalen McCullough. I think he's going to have a really good year. I, yeah, think he's, so I think he's going to have a really solid year. And, again, another key position group where, you know, Keyshawn Lawrence, you know, just bounced and went to Oklahoma. So, <laughs> yeah, really love for these guys to step up and just not miss a beat, man. 
just yeah. knock it out of the park for us. So, well, do you want to do the breakdown for Bowling Green? You want to do our predictions since we're doing predictions? You want to do like the yeah? Let's uh, just go ahead and do like college football predictions, just overall. All right, man. So let's start with the most, I guess, one of the coolest awards ever, the Heisman. So yeah, uh, who you got winning the Heisman? This year, I'm going to go with Sam Howell from North Carolina, their quarterback, who was wanting to come to Tennessee, by the way, but of course <laughs> he committed to Mac Brown in North Carolina. Anyways, dudes, I mean, he's he's been a stud since he started his true freshman year. This is junior year. I mean, he's going to be a top draft pick next year. Um, I think North, North Carolina's got a chance um, to be really, really good and with a pretty weak schedule. Um, I think, you know, they play Virginia Tech week one on Friday night, but then after that they really only have Notre Dame. So, I mean, if, if they can get past those two, most likely see uh, Clemson in the uh, ACC championship. And then, you know, from there you never know. But, you know, the Heisman always comes from some from a team that, you know, has their, their team in uh, a top position or a top position in, in the ranking. So, um yeah, I, th- I just think it's, you know, Sam Howell. You know, he's been in there the last few years as kind of a underdog in the Heisman, but hasn't really uh, got it. But I still think he's going to be uh, pretty good this year. That's a pretty good pick. You know, I, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I haven't a lot of, heard a lot of hype about him, but if he's one of the reasons why North Carolina is getting hype in the first place, you know, that's a pretty solid pick. So, yeah. Of course, he wanted to come to Tennessee. I guarantee you, when he wins the Heisman, they're going to show him in a Tennessee oh, yeah. uniform at the game when he was like eight, and then Butch Jones yeah. is just flipping him off, saying, "Nope, we don't want you." <laughs> so, you know, I for my Heisman pick, I'm just I'm going to go with Spencer Rattler out of Oklahoma. I think last year he had a lot of growing pains for mm-hmm. Oklahoma, but you know, well, he's they're loaded right now. I mean, they yeah. they are absolutely loaded, so I don't think he's going to struggle with any protection or decision making. I think he could just lob it up to whoever, and yeah, he's got a, he's got a ton of talent. I know he's young, but I think he's going to do really well. So mm-hmm. watch out for Clemson's quarterback, that DJ Ukulele. Ukulele. <laughs> watch out for him, DJ Ukulele, and watch <laughs> out for, of course, Bama's quarterback. They just reload yeah, with him. Yes, that dude is insane. And uh, we were talking about it before the other day, but doesn't he have like close to a million dollars, like in like yeah, sponsorships and stuff? Now. And he has yet to like <laughs> play a full season of like you know yeah. being the starter. It's just insane. So I'd say like an underdog for the uh, Heisman, it would be Matt Corral from Ole Miss. I mean, yeah. if they, if their team is, I mean, if Ole Miss is as good as a lot of people are thinking. I know that they're supposed to be pretty good, but that defense still scares me, so I don't know if they'll be in the top, you know, 20 come the end of the year. But if they are, then, I mean, I could see him winning it. But um, same house, my pick. I think that there's a few, like you were saying, Bama's quarterback, Bryce Young, DJ. Um, Spencer There's Rattler. a couple Iowa State guys. Yeah, Spencer Rattler. Uh, and uh, it's funny you said uh, Matt Corral because before we get on here, I was like, I was reading some stuff, and RG three predicted Matt Corral to win yeah. the Heisman. So it's funny that you said that, but yeah, uh, he definitely has the potential, man. He's always been really good, always. Yeah. So yeah, he's good. Imagine if Florida still had him. Whew. <laughs> so I hate that. 
<laughs> definitely won't be Emory Jones. Definitely won't be the Heisman winner. I tell you that. Man, I, it's so hard because I know he's been struggling and he's never really blown anybody away. I don't think, but yeah. Dan Mullen just always finds a way to like develop quarterbacks so well. So. Up until this point, I'm like, please prove me wrong and just have someone be a bust because yeah. e- even that guy at uh, Mississippi State, the really fast guy, Nick Fitzgerald, I mean, mm-hmm. like, he-, he was good. But then as soon as Dan Mullen left, and then they got Cowbell, or not Cowbell, but Crazy Dude, uh, <laughs> Mike Leach. I call him Cowbell because that's all I hear. But yeah, uh, whenever they get um, Mike Leach in there, they-, they were awful. You know, they couldn't do anything. So who, yeah. who knows, man? But, yeah, I got Spencer Rattler. You got Sam Howell. It's going to be a fun season. Do you have any dark horse candidates, or is Matt Corral kind of your dark horse candidate? Yeah, I think Matt Corral would be um, – I think he's – I don't know what his odds are. I know. Yeah. I think Sam, I think he may actually have better odds than Sam Howell did whenever I was looking at – I could be wrong. But I'd say dark horse um, – you know, I, I kind of want to go with like a wide receiver or running back or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I'm trying to think. If you have one, you can go ahead. Uh, you know, if JT Daniels can deliver, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if George Pickens just goes off. But yeah, he. I don't. I don't know though, man. That's it's it's hard for me to buy into Georgia just because they always find yeah. a way to just not win at all, not take care of business. But yeah, but that leads us to our next category. <laughs> So, who do you have for your top four making it to the playoffs? Yeah, so this year I wanted to be I wanted to do something different. I'm tired of the you know the normal Clemson, Bama, Ohio State, Oklahoma. I still have a, a couple of those. I'm gonna kind of go off the rail here. I'm gonna have Oklahoma number one. Unfortunately, I think I'm gonna have Georgia at number two. Oh God. Uh, Ohio State at number three, and then North Carolina at number four. Um, yeah, so. I, the reason I picked Georgia is I think, you know, they, they have some, if they can get past Clemson week one, they're set up pretty good to um, essentially win out. Um, mm. I don't think that they really have any big games. Other than, I mean, they have big games, obviously, but um, no real scares, I think, past Clemson until they would get to the uh, SEC championship. And for some reason, something's just telling me that Alabama may have a loss going into to the uh, SEC championship, I don't, I don't even know why I say that because you know that they never do. But well, we're on um, there, that's why. Yeah, obviously, uh, <laughs> it's our year. <laughs> and uh, Ohio State, obviously, they're they're going to be pretty good. And Oklahoma, I think, is pretty dang dangerous. Um, and then North Carolina, like I was saying earlier, if North Carolina can get past Notre Dame, they can get past uh, Virginia Tech Week One, which I think they can. Then, um, you know, they play whoever they got the ACC championship, and I think that they can, you know, I think that they can kind of step up there with Clemson and, and Notre Dame. Yeah, that's a pretty cool top four. I wish I took your advice, but this is a prediction, not a wishing well. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I hate these four teams. I wish they could all just be terrible and yep. have the Tennessee curse that we've had since Fulmer left. But, you know, I don't see anybody taking down Oklahoma uh, I think they're definitely going to be in there at number one like you said uh, I got Bama in there um, mainly because Nick Saban's still their head coach and yep. they're still Alabama 
I just that's a good choice. Uh, yeah, and I just I, I would like someone to knock them off, but I kind of don't want it to be Georgia just because Georgia yeah. has everything that we as Tennessee fans want. You know, we want all the success, we want all these recruits. Uh, but I feel like Georgia, they just find ways to lose against Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean, the past few years, they very much could have been – they were in there with yeah. Alabama, and they very well could have won a couple titles, but they just blew it. I, I just yep. – I don't I don't know if you – know, I don't know if Kirby Smart owes Nick Saban something. I, I just <laughs> – I have no idea. I, you know, I'm still scratching my head over that one where – the national title game, you know, they were beating them yeah. bad. And I know Tua is a beast, but my gosh, like, mm-hmm. anyway. Um, but I got Bama in there. Um, Ohio State, I just, the Big Ten's so weak, and Ohio State's pretty good. I, I don't see anybody coming close to beating them. And if they did, it would be like a huge upset. And yeah. I could still see the media trying to get them back in that playoff. So. I, I don't see Ohio State losing one or two, but I hope I'm wrong. I, I hate them the most. Yep. I, I do not like my Buckeyes. Can't stand them. <laughs> and then, uh, again, I was boring. I picked Clemson to win the ACC. I hope North Carolina beats them. I love to see the underdog get a shot instead of the same four teams that I just mentioned. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's why they play the game. You know, we, we love to see upsets. That's what makes it fun. Uh, I, I just – we need fun. We haven't had it in a while. It's usually been the same four, you know, teams go in there and then yeah. two of them get beat, you know, by a landslide. And then it's, it's just, I feel like we've seen that since they've extended the playoffs. So, but yeah, I got Oklahoma, Bama, Ohio State, and Clemson. I know it's boring. I apologize. But I just, I just feel like it. winning it all. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, I think Oklahoma is talented yeah. enough to win it all, and I, I got them winning the national championship. Who you got them playing, Bama or Ohio State? I think they play Bama. Bama. I think they play Bama, yeah. I don't think Ohio State is yeah. – something about Ohio State, I don't think they have enough depth at certain positions. I'm not saying they're bad. I just don't think they have enough depth at certain positions where – where at Alabama, you got five-star recruits gray-shirting. And I had to look that up because I didn't know what yeah. that was. But you got five-star players that could play and start anywhere in the country, and they're gray-shirting in Alabama. So yeah. uh, I got Bama, man. I think they just reload, but I think Oklahoma knocks them off in the title. Yep. That's, I got Oklahoma winning it as well. I think they're, uh, I think Georgia's going to knock off Ohio State, play in the natty against Oklahoma, but Oklahoma's going to come out on top. Um yeah, both of us got Oklahoma. Um, you know, this is the one year where I feel like, you know, there's a few different teams that could really win it. You know, the past couple of years, it's been pretty much just one sided. You know, Bama, Clemson, that's it. Yep. Um, with Ohio State maybe sneaking in there, but everybody else just didn't have a shot. Right now, you know, everybody's replacing their quarterbacks. You have a couple of, you know, not so proven quarterbacks in JT Daniels and uh I know Spencer Rattler's pretty pretty good but um you know he's still pretty young uh Ohio State's replacing a quarterback Oklahoma or not Oklahoma but Bama's replacing quarterback uh, Clemson's replacing their quarterback and all those you know the big time teams you never know what you're going to get out of those guys but I'm, I'm sure that they're all you know going to play really well but so what uh, what's different about Georgia for you this year because I don't know what it is, but I'm not 
scared of their offense. I know JT Daniels is good, yeah. and I know George Pickens is good, and I know they have like some decent running backs, but like there's no running back to me that you know I can re- really remember from mm-hmm. Georgia. And I'm like, man, watch out for that guy. You know what I mean? So is is there anything different this year? I know they have a. I will say this about Georgia. They have a legit defense, legit yeah. defense, and that could be the X factor for a ton of games. But yeah. for for me, like their offense just doesn't scare me. So, did something happen this year that you think they're just gonna get over that hump? Yeah. So I just I feel like J T. Daniels is kind of be gonna be the X factor here. Like I, they haven't really, other than Jake Fromm, which wasn't you know the big time quarterback that I think everybody really thought he was going to be or shape out to be even though he did lead him to a national championship he led, led him to you know SEC championships uh, but I feel like JT Daniels has a, a much better arm I feel like he has he's just an overall better quarterback which can kind of which is what they were needing to you know to put up more points mm-hmm. you know all their running backs that they have are all really good um, I'm, I, they're not like you know all Americans but they're all like really really good Mm-hmm. receivers I mean they just load receivers you know if Eric Gilbert ever comes back from his personal issues or his personal leave I mean he can be one of the best receivers in, in college football you got a talented off- offensive lineman with five stars everywhere you got you know you got Darnell Washington you know six seven tight end um, but I think JT Daniels is kind of the x factor in a quarterback that they haven't really had for a while um, that can kind of push them over the edge. And then also their defense, like you said. I mean, they they got playmakers all over the field. So as much as I don't want them to, to do it, um, you know, I think it's just a, a proven quarterback is really what's what's making them be, um, I guess, that, that next-level team for me for some reason. Um, yeah. I hope I'm completely wrong, honestly. <laughs> yeah. You hope the drought continues for Georgia. Yeah, I hope it continues. <laughs> I hope they never yeah. won a championship in my lifetime ever. It's so it's so funny. Whenever I was little, I would always root for like the SEC because I'm like, yeah, we're all like teams together. But yeah. now, like with recruiting, I'm like, God, I hope every oh. SEC team loses yeah. every bowl game. Every game. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Well, there you have it. We both have Oklahoma to win it, and I hope we're wrong. I hate all these teams. So <laughs> moving on to, I hope it's to- like Iowa State or something that wins it. Oh man! Well, like, speak, didn't they almost beat Georgia in their bowl game last year? Like, they were really close. Georgia, I mean, down on the wire. they played. I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Iowa State's ranked number like number six or something like that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, they're supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, that 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 coach is really good. Yeah, Matt Campbell. Wish we'd have got him. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Well, this Thursday at Knoxville. At home in Neyland Stadium, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, on the SEC Network, Tennessee plays Bowling Green. What? What's their mascot? Are they the Eagles or something? That's what I was saying. Some kind of bird. So, here's how much Bowling Green cares about football. Chase sent me a picture of their <laughs> website. And did they have the wrong day that the game was on? Yeah. Yeah, they had like the date was uh, September the 11th or something like that on their website. <laughs> Jeez, so we deserve to be, just beat them a lot. But man, on the SEC Network Thursday night, I'm so excited. All I want is just some buffalo chicken dip and wings and ranch and all the other bad things for us. But yep. I'm excited, man. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I think a lot of us, including myself, don't know crap about Bowling Green. We had to do some digging, but... Do you think they're um, 
I guess just give us a summary of what we know of them from last year. Any cause of concerns, any opportunities for us to run up the score? What do we got? No, I mean, I don't, I don't see any kind of concerns or anything like that. Um, you know, last year they went 0-5. They lost to Toledo, to Kent State, Buffalo, Ohio, and Akron. Um, they gave up 45 points per game, only averaged about 11.4 points per game. So um, nothing with their defense really scares me. They don't have they have some returning defensive guys coming back, but even if they did, I mean, obviously they weren't very good to begin with. So, um, so I, I looked to see if they had any transfers coming in from any kind of schools, just to just to see. They had a couple. Uh, Bryce Brand, he's a defensive end from West Virginia. Um, and they had a safety come in from Kansas, which Kansas was the worst football team in America last year, so I don't know <laughs> how much he's going to help. Um, but honestly, no. I mean, their offense was obviously 11 points per game through their five games was terrible. They do have their God. quarterback coming back, Matt McDonald, uh, played in all five games, only threw for one touchdown. Yeah, one <laughs> touchdown in five games. He threw six Tennessee, interceptions. Are these Tennessee stats you're reading on? What's going on here? <laughs> I don't know. This was JG's stats through the Kentucky game here. Six yeah. interceptions on back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. But it looks like he's kind of a dual-threat guy. He rushes for he rushed for about 102 yards, which is about as many passing yards as he had. Um, but, I mean, running backs, not nothing really. They have two, two of their top four returning. Um Honestly, nothing really scares me. Wide receivers, I think they had, they lost their top three wide receivers, and then um, which counted for about fifty percent of their 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 receiving yards. So nothing about this um, should be a close game at all. Um, but yeah, honestly, nothing. We should put up so many points on this team, and it. Their offense just sounds atrocious, you know. Yeah. yeah just, uh, now, after reading these, after you haven't heard that, I'm going to be so upset if they have, like, 200 or 300, like, all-purpose yards. Like, they, they're bad people. Like, one touchdown. One touchdown in five games. Against one those touchdown. people. Against those teams. I mean, none of them are, you know, anywhere in the stratosphere of how bad. Like, we would have beat all five of those teams probably last year. Goodness gracious! Yeah, we should absolutely destroy these yeah. this team, and I, I think it's important that we beat them really bad because next week and we talked about it. Next week's game is very important, and I don't. We 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 need to beat this team. I'm getting frustrated just thinking thinking that they might have like a touchdown or two. Yeah. So, um, do you think there's any key matchups as far as like? either position groups or individual players or I guess honestly there's probably not this team sounds terrible uh let's go with who are you most <laughs> excited about seeing as far as position groups well I'm really interested on offense I'm just going to say a um, Joe Milton of course I mean everybody's assuming that he's going to be the quarterback but I don't think you know unless I think Heupel's press conference for game weeks are on Mondays at least that's how Pruitt's were, were last year um, he may come out and say, you know, that uh, Milton's going to be starting or whoever he's going to say is going to start, and then we'll actually know. But until then, it's kind of a mystery. So 
I want to see how Joe Milton does. And then on defense, I'm really interested to see how good the uh, defensive line um, will do. I think that they've been they've been kind of hyped up, and I'm excited about Rod- Rodney Garner's kind of teaching. Um, and hopefully that they'll be pretty good. But, um, but yeah, those are the two that I'm pretty excited about. I'm excited to see everything, uh, yeah. if I'm going to be honest. I, I, I know that's a cop-out answer, but – uh, I'm just excited to see our defense, our linebackers, cornerbacks, defensive line. I'm excited about our wide receivers, running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm actually really excited to see the wide receivers and the running backs. So, obviously that, you know, if I pick wide receivers, I want to see the good quarterbacks. You know, I want to see the good plays. I want to see plays extended. And I just want to see – I feel like this happens a lot in our season openers, at least with App State – but if something bad goes happen, mentally, you, just, you, you the crowd starts, you know, chatting away in like a negative tone. You can just feel like a negative energy, and then all the players, when they get out there on the next drive, they they just look scared and just unfocused. I want to see mentally. I just want to see mentally prepared for like negative yeah. things to happen. I expect you know things. The ball's not always going to bounce your way, especially in the first game. You know, that's why you have you know, these crap opponents, no offense Bowling Green, but, you know, that's that's why you have these opponents to kind of get those clean for in-conference play and stuff like that. So, yes, things aren't going to go your way, but I want to see how you rebound from that. I want to see you guys refocus. That's what I'm excited about the most. And, you know, we got to beat these guys bad. <laughs> if we beat them by, like, a last-second field goal, it's going to be a long season. So, yeah. I, I'm just ex- – I don't think it'll happen. But I think – you know, I, I think this team's going to be ready. I think the energy is going to be crazy. And I never thought I'd say this, man. I'm excited to see the new lights. <laughs> this is – this is color that they make them. This is probably going to be one of our very few night games, you know. Yeah. So enjoy it while you can, people. We're going to have a lot of noon games and <laughs> a lot of upsets. I'm sure whenever we play Georgia or Florida or Alabama, we'll be on CBS, but – We'll see. Probably. So, you want to move on to our score predictions? Yeah. Go ahead. All right, man. Well, I think we need to beat this team by a lot of points. I think with the Hypo era officially off to a start, I think we need to do what Hypo's known for, and that's scoring and stretching the offense out and just having the offense go wild. And having the quarterback, I want him to look composed, and I want him to look comfortable, and I want him to have a lot of time. I think our offensive line is actually pretty legit right now. I don't, I'm not too worried about the offensive line. I, I mean, especially if it's Bowling Green, but you know, I've heard good things about the line, and I just, I just want our quarterbacks to ball out and our wide receivers to ball out, and I want our running backs. You know, I want to see some good holes from the run through, and especially if it's third and short or. You know, first and second down. We need a lot of positive plays, first and second downs. How many yeah, times have you seen huge. us? Exactly. How many times have you seen us just holding your breath when it's like third and eight or something like that? So. Well, that's because we just ran, ran pass last year. Ran, yeah, ran pass. I know. Just two yards. Drives me nuts. Decide to throw the ball. Yep. And everybody knows what you're going to do with it, and you just get yeah. sacked. So, yeah, don't get me started. But, yeah, I, I definitely want to see some good yardage on the first and second downs, and I just want to see us look comfortable and confident. But I got Hypel 
showing off what he can do with wide receivers and running backs and quarterbacks. I got the Vols winning big, 42 to 10. Go big orange. That's who I got. Okay. So here's what I'm going to say about this game, and I think it's going to be – while I think that we're going to win, I think it's going to be a comfortable win, I don't think the Heupel is going to show all that he has in his arsenal just because, you know, we got a big game next week. He doesn't want to show all our plays. He doesn't I, – I think that he knows that Bowling Green's pretty terrible and he can run out there with his base packages um, and he can throw it all over the field against him and he can run the ball, you know, up and down the field pretty easily and can score – you know, if he wanted to, we could probably hang up 70 on him if we wanted to. Do it. Um, so for this one, I think that it's going to be challenging for the offense at first. I think they're going to have quite a few penalties, so I, I think I would just, you know, expect that. False starts with, with how fast the offense is going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then defense, I think that they're going to have some penalties. I, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I mean, defense is kind of hard to predict on penalties. But I think the offense is going to have quite a few penalties. Uh, whether that's holding just because and they have to do all these different kinds of you know run blocking schemes and stuff like that um, with this run pass option kind of thing so you may see some linemen downfield um, when they shouldn't be and then you know false starts all that kind of jazz so while I think that we're going to win this game comfortably I don't think that the score is going to be as high as like a lot of people are predicting I had 38 to 7 and um but I feel like it's going to be like a super comfortable, we're going to like take it easy once we score, you know, 28 points. Because I think we're going to score relatively quickly. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that he's going to come out and throw all that he has on the field against Bowling Green with Pitt coming up next week. I think he kind of wants to, to hide some stuff and hide some formations and all that kinds of stuff um, to where he can kind of bring that, that out next week and kind of, um, show them some stuff that they obviously are not going to see against Bowling Green or that they need to see or that they need to do against Bowling Green to, to still win by a comfortable margin. Um, but the, the, I think the spread was like 33, 34 points or something like that. So obviously Vegas thinks that we're going to win big. Uh, right now I have, you know, 31 points and Sean's got 32 points. So, um, I could honestly see this being like a you know a fifty-eight point game or something like that, <laughs> but, um, but I, I I don't know if it'll be I don't know if it'll be that. Do you think we get any turnovers like like we intercept like you know turnovers for us? Yeah, in our favor. Yeah, I think so. Um, unless I hope so. I, I hope we can kind of get the defense rolling. I'm I'm interested just to see the defense as a whole. Yes. I mean, obviously, I want to see the offense. I want to see how how they play, but. The defense is, you know, is, it was a position or it was just a group as a whole that they, you know, nobody really thinks that they're going to be very good. If you if you haven't really been paying attention to the team, you just assume they lost Henry, our best player, and now they're going to be terrible because they were last year. But, um, you know, it, it, if, if it turns out to be that they're not very good, then it could be a pretty long year. Um, so yeah. hopefully they can kind of come out and show that um, at least the defensive staff kind of knows what they're doing. I'm excited to see our new defensive coordinator. I'm excited to see what he brings to the table, and you know the difference. The you know the different packages they may bring. You know as far as blitzing and you know zone coverage. I'm just I'm excited for all of it. You know, and mm-hmm. I hope our rush defense carries over. Our rush defense was one of the positive 
you know, things yeah. in last season, you know. But um, hopefully we can cover the slant better. I'm sure we can. And, you know, I think I think Willie Martinez, I think he's going to do really good as far as our cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they're going to, you know, I, I would love to see them have a pick. I, I would love to see them have a pick. And I'd love to see people try and strip a fumble too. So, yeah. Do you think we have – do you think Bowling Green gets any turnovers? You think um, we take care of the ball? I don't know. I, I feel like there will be – I feel like our offense – I don't want to say they're going to struggle, but since yeah. it's so new to all, a lot of them coming into it as the very first – you know, I feel like there could be like a fumbled snap, like a run pass option where they're – you know, does he want to keep it? Does he want to give it to the running back? I feel like there yeah. could be some kind of miscommunication there, maybe a miscommunication on a play. Um with the with the run pass options, the receivers have a lot of option routes that they can kind of do. Whether how the defender is playing them, so they can either you know streak down the field or they can do a little curl there if they're playing off them a little bit. So I feel like there could be some miscommunication there at first. So I I I, I wouldn't be work if if I think if you're expecting this game to just be completely out of hand, which it could be, and it's not. I don't think it's a reason to worry. Um, that's the only thing that I'm concerned about with a lot of like Tennessee fans that just yeah don't really know what they're talking about. That and don't expect a perfect game. You know, this is the first yeah, game of the season right. under a brand new coach, a brand new offense, a brand new scheme, brand new defensive coordinator. Like it's it's a completely different Tennessee team than we saw last yeah. year. Completely different. So yes, there's gonna be some growing pains, but the point is to learn from those growing pains against teams like Bowling Green instead of Florida yeah at Gainesville or Georgia at Athens, you yeah. know, get this thing, get these corrected now, get more comfortable and get some confidence going. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see all these things take place, man. So you, uh, eat, you smoking anything for the game? Any, any <laughs> pork butts or anything like that? Some ribs? I'll be at the game. Oh yeah, that's right. So you got a cool spot to tailgate? I don't know. Cause I'll be coming right after work. So probably not. <laughs> I'll yeah, probably just try to get down there for the uh, fall walk. I think the fall walk, um, five forty-five, will be the first fall walk since you know the twenty nineteen season. So, so do, do you have to prove? That. Do you have to yeah. prove that you've been vaccinated and stuff to go? No, no. Oh man, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one really to care on those cars. That are. Yeah, yeah I'm excited to see how many people are actually going to be there. I feel like there's going to be. I don't know. I've estimated about ninety thousand or so. Would yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I, I would say anywhere between eighty-five to ninety. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I'd be surprised if there's less than eighty thousand. I'd be surprised. Oh, hate, that would be terrible. That'd almost be embarrassing. I think. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, that's. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think people are excited <laughs> just for a breath of fresh air. So. Yeah. Man, man, oh man! I can't believe it's this Thursday. It seems like yesterday that. Uh, Three days and you know, uh, 22 hours. I can't wait. I don't see how I'm going to sleep Wednesday night. Like, it's going to be like a little kid on Christmas. And then Thursday, you know, the moments leading up to it, it's going to seem like it's going to take forever. So, yeah, I know. I'm excited about it, man. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to eat some good food and just just watch some tennis. Just have some fun. My goodness. Yep. We, need some, we need some fun in the world more now than ever. So, <laughs> Well, man, did you have any closing thoughts, any final thoughts on anything before we wrap this thing up? 
No, I think we got everything we needed to get out before the season starts. Uh, it should be our last episode before the uh, first game, so um, I guess be on the lookout for the reaction podcast coming out after the game. Let you know what we think. Yeah, we're gonna we'll provide an episode, you know, after the game. We'll give our thoughts on it and things we like, things we didn't like. Hopefully, one of those we'll talk about a lot more than the other. But yep. yeah, yeah, we'll be excited. But we'll definitely recap everything for you guys after the game, and we'll go from there. But yeah, that's gonna do it for this episode. Please feel free to reach out to us and follow us on Twitter, Rocky Top Times ninety eight. We're also on Facebook. Go check us out, at, and we're at the Rocky Top Times. So. That's going to do it, guys. We're excited about Thursday. And, you know, my name is Sean. My name's Chase. As always, go Vols. Go Vols.